Okay, so we're on Samach Dalad Amad Beis, 64b, and uh, we're at the two dots on the bottom line, and we're talking about the allowance given to a woman for her expenses, the minimum allowance. We said that a woman is entitled to uh, her ksuva. Uh, good morning, Rabbi Cohen. How are you? Good morning, how are you? Good, Hashem. We're just starting on the bottom line on 64B. So we're saying that a woman uh, is entitled, uh, part of her ksuva is that she's going to get minimum maintenance. And uh, the question was how to define the minimum maintenance. Some women are high maintenance, right? So that's the, what's the minimum maintenance? Uh, and uh, we said an interesting thing. Uh, that the husbands uh, sometimes for a living and other reasons people travel and they're not necessarily living at home with the woman. And uh, we said that the, the Mishnah seems to indicate that you can, uh, you can uh, support a wife and um, you don't have to be there all the time necessarily. That meaning that you don't have to live at home or that it could be enough just to be there on Shabbos or uh, that it doesn't go into that part of the obligation. It's not so clear. In other words, does the husband have to does the husband have to live in the same house as the wife? Is that a requirement or is that a? But we're dealing with just the minimum maintenance requirements. So the Gemara notices that there appears to be something missing, something very important missing here in the Gemara. Good morning, Michael. And that's the following: In those days, they didn't. You couldn't always drink the water. You know, especially in certain places, the water wasn't always drinkable. And the main beverage, they didn't have Coca-Cola, was wine. And it didn't mention anything about supplying drink to the, to the wife. The ilu yayin lokatani, it doesn't say anything about wine over there. What's the deal? I mean, of course she needs to drink wine, especially we're talking about for the Shabbos and the weekday. So why is wine left off the list? This is the proof to the halach that Rebbe Lazar taught Lazar. As we turn to today's page, ain't poskin yeinos isha. We don't recommend uh, giving uh, wine uh, to women. Uh, we'll see it means when they're alone or away from their husband. Um, it's not a good idea. It's not a, apparently the uh, uh, women are not supposed to be wine drinkers. Good morning, Michael. We're on the top line here on Samachay, the Imtomar. Now, maybe you want to ask, the more is going to really question this uh, concept that women are when they're alone could be when they're part of a group they drink wine but when they're alone uh, and the husband's away it's not good to give wine um, Rashi says an interesting thing I would never have known this well how could I am a man but Rashi says he says wine makes people I'm not sure well maybe for men too he says that wine causes people to desire relations so if the husband's not home and you're giving wine to women and that loosens them up, uh, it's not a good thing. The im tomar, but maybe you want to ask, there's a pasuk like this. It says, Elcha achre moavai nosni lachmi, I go after my lovers and they give me bread, umay my water, semar, upishti, they give me wool and they give me flax, semeni vishkuye, and they give me to eat and to drink, dvorim, so when it says they give me to drink, it implies that uh, women need to be provided with drink. So the Gemara says, no, you misinterpreted that pasuk. You could say, Dvorim she'isha moshtekas aleihem. That word, 
v'sakuye. It's a difficult word to translate. He says maybe what it means is, it means things that women really want. What is that? Takshitim. They want jewelry. They want chachkalach. They want whatever that is. That, that's, that's what uh, has to be provided. It doesn't necessarily refer to wine. How do you know? And again, we're choosing to interpret this when a woman is alone and you're providing for her needs that she shouldn't have as part of her diet regular wine. That's not a healthy thing. He brings a proof from the following. We're about seven lines down on 65a. Uh, just started, really. And again, we're going through the list of minimum maintenance requirements uh, for a wife that a husband takes on. And the question is, does she need a wine allowance? And especially when there's no menfolk around. So it says like this, It says that Chana got up after she ate. Um, it says that after he drank. Now, it says, it sounds like they, uh, she got up after the meal. Apparently, they sometimes sat and they drank. Some people do that. They have whiskey after the meal. They bring out at the end of the meal. They bring out uh, good things to drink. So it just says that they drank. Uh, it doesn't mention uh, anything about uh, her drinking. So, uh, therefore, you see that when they bring out the whiskey, the women folk aren't supposed to be at that part of the... Um, you know, at that at the Kiddush Club when they give out the whiskey, I think pretty much that those those clubs don't are, aren't typically have women there. I don't know. Uh, we have a few. You have a few, okay. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, but here, Chana it implies that she didn't join it. It could be this whiskey is different than wine, but it, she wasn't there. Elamiata Ochla. Lemora says, well, if you want to read it that way, it says he ate. Does it mean she didn't eat? Halchanami. Lemora says. Uh, the fact that it changed the wording, it implied that uh, they ate and then she ate. Mikti, we were talking about them. Uh, so my time, Ashani, why did it switch? That they drink and not her. It's really not appropriate to have the women who uh, are not in the company of their, uh, uh, well, there she was with the men, but in general, we avoid giving women lots of wine. Mesve, the question. So again, now we're saying that giving women a wine is not a good idea. Mesve, Ragila, wait a second. If the woman is used to wine, then you give it. So you see that you do give wine. Now, whatever people are used to, then it, uh, it's not, uh, it's not, it, it, you're obligated to provide what they're used to. It's interesting, Halacha and Tzedakah, that uh, there's a mitzvah of tzedakah to give a person, not just if they're poor and they're hungry, but to give them what they're used to. Meaning that if they were used to having certain things, even if, let's say, I'm not so luxurious, but for them, this was something they always had, and now they're poor. There's a mitzvah to give them what they, what they used to have. Let's see that Rashi, Ragila, Shani. Kivan de enu Kiddush. Rashi says another thing. Um, you get used to, if, you're, if she's used to drinking, it won't affect her. So you don't give somebody wine who doesn't always have wine. It's enu chiddush law. It's not new to her to have a little wine, but she can handle it. She's used to it. Enu maziak libo. It's not going to, um, she, you know, people develop a tolerance for wine. So we're worried about giving people wine who don't have that tolerance. But if she's used to it, that's different. How do you know that? If she's used to it, no, give her one cup. She ain't a ragila. 
If she's not used to it, give her two cups. Those no snake houses. My comer, that's a strange thing to say. So Omer Abai, this is what it means to say. If she's used to it and it's around her husband's in town, you could give her two cups. Because that's what she wants. As long as there's somebody around to keep an eye on her, safe driver, no problem. Shalom, we're talking about driving, not doing something improper. Shalom, if if the husband ain't around, no kosechad. You don't give up. So we said before, if she's not used to it, if she's not used to it and the husband's there, you can give her one cup. And if the husband ain't there, you don't give her anything. So basically, um, it depends on what she's used to and whether or not this wine amount that you're giving her could make her intoxicated to the point where she won't use good judgment. Or, he says a different thought. We give women wine for cooking, not for drinking. Women are in charge of the food, and you want to have good food, you need to have cooking wine. Where do you see this concept that wine is necessary for cooking? So now we get introduced to another one of the famous uh, wealthy people of Yerushalayim. One of them's name was Nagdimen ben Gurion. Uh, we had the other one before, Kalba Suvua. They, uh, so, uh, and they were fabulously wealthy. The sages insisted, uh, apparently the husband was traveling on business, and he wanted to know what should her minimum maintenance requirements be, or he wasn't available. And so they gave her uh, lots of wine. And you might have wondered, why would they give her so much wine in her household, they needed for cooking. They had a lot of servants and a lot of guests. So just for letzike kedera, this expression, Rashi, to give it a flavor. Got to taste good. You got to add wine. It is relatively common. We have sometimes wine left over after Shabbos, and it often disappears into the cooking. You know, it's like a dash of, you know, it makes a good tzike kedera. Me'er every every week. Uh, so uh, now there's the rest of the story. There's always the rest of the story. We don't really know. Uh, so again, what happened was apparently her husband wasn't around. We don't know why. Uh, this Nakdimen ben Gurion, and uh, she went to the sages to open his bank account for her maintenance, and they gave her a wine allowance. So um, after they gave it to her, so she said the following: Amr lahem. She said, "Thank you, rabbis." So too should your daughters get such a good allowance. So uh, does that sound, was she giving them a blessing or was she giving them a curse? Um, was she happy that they gave her this allowance or was she unhappy? Now to us, it sounds like a sasayim yayin to have all that wine just for tasting the food. You don't need that much wine to give it a flavor. And, uh, but they, she said, just like you gave that to me, so too, Mirza Shem, when uh, she felt they were, it sounds like she's being generous, so too, you know, Mirza Shem, whoever is in charge of giving out to your daughter should also be generous. So Tadi, we learned Shomer's Yavam Haisa. story was her husband died, and she was waiting for the brother-in-law. And they didn't say Amen, because that wasn't really a blessing. She didn't do this on purpose, according to this view. She, you know, she meant, if, you're, if it happens to be your 
you know, your daughters ever find themselves where their husband died and they need to go to Basin to ask for help, that they'll meet such nice rabbis that even give them a wine allowance, right? So, but that, you don't say amen to such a bracha. Nobody should ever have to be a shomeris yavam. That, that was the... Uh, uh, but other people took this differently, that uh, she actually felt that, she, that they weren't being generous enough. Uh, that that's all you're giving me? Uh, she's used to, she was such a wealthy household, she needed much more. And so she was saying, you know, you give me that much, you know, so if it would be your daughter, would you do such a thing? But we, we don't have no way of knowing after all these thousand years what the intent of the daughter of Nakdim and Ben-Gurion was. All we know is they didn't say Amen. So that, that's how, yes. I think it was not the daughter. I think it was the daughter-in-law. Oh, was it the daughter-in-law? Oh, Kalasa, daughter-in-law. Thank you. Um, yeah, but she said, so too should they give to your daughters. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was the daughter-in-law. Thank you. It was the daughter-in-law. In other words, her son's husband and the son died and she was waiting uh, for, uh, uh, for uh, Yibum. And uh, that was what they gave. Thank you for pointing that out. Okay. Tani, uh, now we learned the following. Kos echad yafa One cup, that's great for a woman. That, you know, makes her smile a little bit. That loosens them up, you know. But that, one cup of wine never hurt anybody. Shnayim, two nivahu. Two makes them look ugly. It, uh, it, uh, they giggle or they, they act improperly. They're a little sloppy. Shlosha, three, tavas bepa. Three, and uh, they will ask the husband for relations, or they'll ask, uh, meaning that they, uh, they lose their sense of judgment totally, and they, uh, it's just, uh, it makes the person act improperly. Arba, four, afilu chamor Four, she'll even ask a donkey in the marketplace. It's double. One is, it could mean it means a person like a donkey, not actually a donkey, but uh, if you say a donkey, that's even worse. And uh, bashuk means like in public, you know. It, it means that uh, women lose total inhibition if you give them four cups of wine. It's not uh, not a good thing. The Enumak Pettis. What? <laughs> Very good. Uh, but and they um, and they they won't even they won't even be bothered by it. Like who's watching or who sees? They don't mock it. So uh, therefore, the wine is uh, it's, it's, it affects women especially. All of this is the, if her husband's not home. He's the, the driver. He's going to make sure that she's okay. I, Bachana, the Balichana, was with her husband. Uh, so Lemora says, Aksanoi uh, Shani. He says, uh, it's different over there uh, because uh, the, the question here is that if people who drink wine, uh, it gives them a desire for relations, but they can fulfill that desire with their husbands. But if they are guests, uh, they're staying in someone else's house, so then uh, it's, it's not necessarily proper to have relations unless they, they have separate sheets or separate quarters. There are different halachas about that. But uh, he, they, uh, it's different that, that people, when they're living in someone else's house, and sometimes they all slept in one big room. You know, it's forbidden to have relations. It says that when they woke up in the morning, they bowed down in front of Hashem. Or it could also be they were sleeping on Harabayas, you know, like in tents. Not very private to have relations. It says, It's a very interesting pasik. Like, 
Why does it have to tell us he knew his wife? So the implication is, don't do it there, you know, when you're um, a guest and you're amongst other people and it may not be so modest. Wait till you get home. And so the Pasuk says, So it implies that in general that they avoided relations when they were guests. Um, again, most people learn this is when the hosts are likely to figure out what's happening. Uh, either if there'll be stains on the sheets or the people could overhear or they'll wake up. And so then it's totally inappropriate. It, it should be that when people have relations, no one else should be aware of it. And so when people are guests and it would be difficult for that circumstance to be that way, uh, then it would, uh, the, the, it, it's not, uh, not appropriate. You know what Rebbe mentioned, though? Mm. It, it seems difficult uh, to understand. I call me Rebbe Brown. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not seeing how to reconcile the two. On the one hand, this significant sensitivity in terms of smears at the same time right. seems impossible. I mean, what, what did people do, you're saying, when they had... Uh, you're talking about when they were Ola Regal? Even not. Even, you know... Um, one can, one can so hear that hundred years ago stories about families that were right. sharing the same apartment. So they did have these canopy beds. They gave them some, you know, these beds that, uh, um, that were like little tents, like they had some privacy that way. And uh, sometimes people uh, waited till uh, very late at night when other people were all sleeping. But uh, that definitely was a challenge. I mean, the, the simple halacha is that it's forbidden to have relations in front of other people. You know, that's the simple... So how do they do it? I don't know. It's very... Certain things that grandmothers never told us, you know, how they, they never recorded what... Uh, but, uh, but that's the, just the point of the Gemara, that, uh, that wine, uh, or maybe a certain type of wine, gives a person a certain passion, and it also lowers their inhibitions, and unless their husband's around, it's a dangerous uh, proposition. Okay, moving on. Uh, so we... Um, I lost the place here, one second... Uh, yes, yeah, so we said, uh, oh, Chalma. Now we get to one of these funny um, uh, Agatha stories, which, again, there's always a simple read, and then there's the rest of the story. But keep in mind that it was very, um, in order to make it to the Gemara, it had to be something very holy there, and it had to be worth uh, memorizing it and passing it down to your students. And so there definitely was something to these stories besides the simple read, um, and sometimes the deepest secrets are buried in these stories, which we no longer have a clue to, or at least some of us don't, and sometimes we do. But it's an interesting story, even as a simple read. Choma de Bised Abaye. Choma, the wife of Abaye, Asa Kameda Rava. Abaye and Rava were the famous story. Abaye and Rava are the, are the two Chavruses all throughout the Gemara that they are always, uh, um, always uh, recording. What? They're always at it. They're always at it. So uh, Abaya's wife, her name was Choma. Interesting name, Wall. Okay, her name was Choma. It's a debate about her name, uh, whether there's a hay there or not. Uh, but at any rate, Asa Kamedarava. Her husband died. Uh, Abaya died, or, or at least he wasn't around, and so she petitioned the court for the uh, the her maintenance fees. So Amrle Pasukli Mizone. So she says, can you? 
uh, allow me to, to withdraw the monies from the bank account. So, Pasuk, no problem. Pasuk Chamra, she says, uh, well, wait a second, that's only for the food. What about my wine allowance? So, Amale, he says, wait a second. Yerdeya Beba Nachmeni. I know that my, your husband, Nachmeni, Nachmeni was a nickname for Abaye, uh, he wasn't a wine drinker. I, uh, my buddy Abaye, he never drank wine, so what are you asking for wine? <laughs> he wasn't that wealthy. So, Amale, he says, you don't know him. <laughs> he said, I, she swears by the life of the master, he used to drink wine and shufrizes. Shufrizes is like big cups, Rashi. Shufrizes, long cups that are called, the French certainly know about wine cups. They're called madirnesis, palinderer. What? It's a, they, they knew how to, the French knew how to drink in big cups. So she said, you know, oh, you, yes. That's where the word, that's where the word philanderer comes from. Oh, philanderin, okay. Philanderin. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, that also fits with the French. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, uh, but uh, the strictly speaking means like long cups, uh, but I hear you, Rabbi Kobe. So, uh, the, uh, basically, they, he didn't know that they were, they drunk wine, but really, you don't know what people do in their houses. He drank wine with his wife, no problem. So Kihabi uh, Bahadi, uh, as she was trying to show the size of the cups, so certain people talk with their hands. Certain, that's a custom some people have that they, they move their hands when they talk. So Bahadi to Kamachvile, and when she wanted to show him, she said, cups like this. I can't even show you one. You know, cups like this or like this. So guess what happens when you go like this and you're wearing sleeves just above the elbow, which is what women did in the... So the sleeve went down below her elbow, and she was a uh, married woman, and she had very attractive skin. So uh, it was a little shocking. There was like a hush in the court when that happened, um, because, um, you know, that just, uh, she didn't do this on purpose. She was just trying to show them how big their wine cups were. So let's read the words. Bahadi de Kamachvile, as she was showing him the size of the cups they used to drink. And again, maybe it was important to know how much wine to give them. She was, was it an 8-ounce cup or a 12-ounce in eggs? So, Igale Dara, her, her arm became revealed. Nafu Nahora Bebezdin, the light of her arm shone in the Bezdin. It means that sometimes, sometimes a person gets a little uncovered and nobody notices. This was noticeable. Come, Rava. Uh, at the end of the day, um, uh, Rava went home. Olabeso, it actually sounds like he did it right at that moment, but it's I, I, hard to imagine. He said, wait, so what he did was he went to his house and he went to his wife, Tava Labastra and he said, let's have relations now. <laughs> so, uh, very strange. His wife was the daughter of Rechista. Um, and uh, so uh, this was very unusual that her husband would come home in the middle of the workday and uh, want to have relations. Uh, but basically, he, he felt that he was tempted to have thoughts about women, and he wanted to do it in the kosher way with his wife. So, Amalei Basri of Chista. So, the daughter of Chista was a smart cookie. So, she said, Ma have in Beisden? Who was in Beisden today? What in the world's going on over here? What would have aroused her husband to uh, all of a sudden be interested in that sort of thing? So, Amalei, so he said to her, he was very innocent. He had no idea where she was going with it. Oh, he said, Chama, the Bisa de Abaye. 
He said Abaye's uh, former wife, Achoma, was there. So Nafika Basre. So she went after this lady with a whip. Makdile Bakupi Dashida. She hit her with the uh, a kupi. Dashida. Rashi says it's a lock on a chest. I assumed it was made of leather or something. She she went and she went after Abaye's uh, widow. Ad Apukle until uh, Abaye's widow picked up and left the whole uh, area of Mechusa, Omerle, and she said, you killed three, for us to the and you want to kill another one, meaning that this was her third husband, Abaye was her third husband, and he passed away, and uh, he felt, why was Choma, Choma was, again, she was the, um, uh, she was married to, to uh, very learned people, and she knew exactly what she was doing. She, if her, her clothes were a little bit revealing, uh, that meant that she, on purpose, wore revealing clothes. People wear revealing clothes for a purpose. They want to be revealed. So she understood it was, that she was advertising her eligibility, that when she went to Beisden, she wanted to marry a Tamil Chacham like her husband, and she figured when she went to Beisden that she would uh, dress in a way, not, not, not in a way that was improper, but that would show, show she didn't know that she was going to make the motion with her hand and that it would come down a little bit. But the reason that she wore such clothes was that she was actively searching for a new husband. And uh, she felt that, don't go after my guy. Now, especially when they can have more than one wife. And especially like somebody's a widow and they're living alone. Maybe people in those days would take in the widow just to be nice. You know, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily about uh, relations and other things. It was just a way to... Have, have safety for a widow to take them an additional wife in the household. So uh, she felt that, uh, uh, that Choma was not acting properly, and so she took, uh, she took after her. Um, so uh, who were the three wives? To be so dear of Yosef. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, it doesn't mention the three wives here, and that is the question. Rashi, Tlesela, Kato, you killed three? Shikbar Nisus, the Gimel, Mesa, Meyivamos, it says over there. She was trying to show off her beauty. That men should be attracted to her. That's the, uh, so uh, therefore she was upset with her. Okay. Uh, again, we don't know her side. We don't know how the sages looked at that. We just know that it's recorded somehow that there's a message in there. Next. Another story of another widow that came to court uh, to get her maintenance. Amrli possibly Mizona, she said, give me the Mizona Pasakla. Pasakli Hamra, I need my wine allowance, Pasakla. He gave it to her. Amrli Yidanabu Benemakhuza Deshasu Hamra. Now we said before you don't give women wine allowances. He said, Well, she's from Makhuza. Everybody in Makhuza they drink wine. Even the women. The base of Yosef Brader Minashimitzvil, also commander of Yosef, she came in front of Yomay the Pasak Mizona, she said, Give me my food allowance, Pasakha. Pasakli Hamra, give me my wine allowance, Pasakha. No problem. Give me a clothing allowance so I can buy silk. Those days, silk was a... I mean, you had to get silk from... Was it from China? Where, is it, where, is it, where does the, uh, the silk road, the silk road, right? So that was very expensive if somebody had to schlep it in the old days, you know, on the silk road. So, she said to her, why do you need the silk for? For you and your friends and your... Uh, and the friends of your friends. Um... So let's see, Rashi, why did she need silk? Lechaber, for you and your friends. 
So it's baza. I shouldn't be embarrassed with cheap clothing. I shouldn't be em- Basically, you got to dress nicely, and so I need a silk allowance. Okay, back to the Gemara. Then we said, you give her enough to buy a bed, umapit, and enough to buy uh, the, um, the, the uh, like a bed covered. Like you've got a bed, and then you've got the mattress, umaxelis lomis. So then why do you need a maxelis? Why, I mean, why, do you, why does she need such expensive uh, uh, bed stuff? So, what they used to do is they had, in some places, they just had the blankets on, like, the, on the hard part. In some places, they had, uh, like we have under, a, uh, under the mattress, we have the, what do you call it? The, a box spring. So they had the box spring. Their box spring was ropes, and you couldn't just sleep on the ropes because it would be uncomfortable, the mavagule. So you put, you had the bed and then the ropes and then the, uh, the box spring, so to speak, and then you had the, the cloth. So all those were necessary to give to the woman so that she should have a comfortable bed, just like she had when she, her husband was around. He says, you're not required to give her fancy schmancy pillows. No, give it to her. I don't understand the question. If it's normal, my tiny time will come. Why wouldn't we give her normal uh, pillows? If it's not normal, why did Reb Nassim say you do give it? So Mar said, No, it's a little more complicated than that. And in her country, they didn't have fancy pillows. In his country, they did. And he died. So the question is, is she entitled to his well, the, the, this is talking about where the husband uh, would, um, basically, he slept on pillows and she didn't. So when he would come, he would take them with him. The Kiyasina, and when, uh, when he would come back, he would bring them, Bahadi. So, so it's not necessary for her to have this. Apparently, when they slept with their husbands, they had nicer bed accom- uh, accommodations. So she said when her husband would visit, visit her, she would have them. Uh, so, sometimes uh, the husband would come at the last minute, and he didn't get a chance to bring the extra bedding with it. And he would, very nice, he would sleep on the mattress, and the wife would be stuck on the floor. So, uh, basically, it's reasonable to give her an extra set of these uh, of this mattresses and things, even if it wasn't her custom necessarily. That seems to be... Uh, <coughs> this seems to be the question. Then we said we give her a kippah. Today, that's the word yamaka is kippah. Uh, something to cover her hair. As we turn the page. We're not asking on the yamaka. We said the only thing that gets uh, replaced with, often was the shoes. So the Morris says, are, are we going to let her be unclothed the rest of the year of a Rami Misani and new shoes? Like, why is it that we... She has to wear old clothes and new shoes. Like, what's going on with that? So, Amr Lei, Tani Bamakam Harim Koi. They were... This widow lived in the place of the mountains. The low sagi lay below Tlasa Zugi Misani. If you walk on mountains, apparently your shoes wear out. So there, it's absolutely necessary to have at least three times a year new shoes. Sometimes when you, uh, the, the shoes, certain people wear shoes down more. It's just the nature of so uh, so that's why they need to be replaced. Uh, uh, whereas clothing, you don't necessarily have to buy it three times a year. 
It's telling us that the time to buy new stuff is on the holiday. People are happy, women are happy, especially when they get new, new clothing, new shoes. And so it, the time to give it to them is before the moed. And then we said you give her a zoo's allotment for different uh, pots and pans, other stuff. So Amra... The husband's away here. The husband's away, and she's drawing the allowance, and the, the court is in charge. So we're telling the court uh, that they should give it to her young of time. The, the husband has an obligation to, when he's around, to do it that way too. Normally when the husband is here, she, uh, she, you know, she gets from the husband, they share. Husband's away, and so she's having the court uh, allow her to take from the husband's uh, uh, accounts. meaning if there wasn't the, the you know the, the opportunity the fee to give it to Yomtev, so then okay it has to be provided otherwise but here since you have both it seems like they're covering both at the same time no? um I, I think it's a different thing I think the husband specifically has to make sure his wife is happy on the moed and so he has to buy her new things even if she has new things. That's just part of the... Whereas this is talking strictly maintenance. What's the, we're taking away possibly from orphans when we give away this money. And so what's required? And so we're saying that um, actually shoes is not a luxury because they live in a mountainous area and they need shoes, but the timing is optional, so we time it to Yantav because it brings extra joy. Aye, there's a mitzvah for the husband to make the wife... Re- the Basin wouldn't necessarily have to give, you know make her happy on Yantif necessarily. They have to just meet the maintenance needs to secure the funding. So, uh, but then we mentioned this, this uh, fund for the vessels. So uh, the question is, which currency? So Hamisha, it's, it's the cheap currency. How do you know? Men are more in Yisrael, because we're talking about poor people. Uh, you know, two zoos buys a goat. So if you're giving her a 50 zoos, uh, that's big bucks in those days. So we're not talking about a poor person. So the answer is we're not talking about the, uh, we're talking about the pshite zoos. The, there's a, a penny zoo, you know, the copper zoos, the cheap stuff. Uh, how would a poor person have 50 zoos for, for wares? So again, the question was which currency zoo, the zoos could mean the expensive currency or the cheap one, it's the cheap one. And we said you give her the new clothes in the wintertime when they wear the thick stuff. Who gets to keep the leftovers? Uh, that goes to the husband. Um, uh, what? We certainly get the leftovers. We get the leftovers, very good. That's funny, yeah, that's a C. Um, there is a Rashi on that on the leftovers. Most of those can go to Isha, Shemizonus, They're not big eaters. In other words, what happens if they give the woman this food allowance and she doesn't use it all or there's leftovers? So that goes to the husband. Most of Belos, what happens if there's extra clothing that the woman gets? Most of Belos, Isha, Lamali. Why does she need, uh, why, why would we give her that? Women need extra clothes to wear a different set of clothing during the time of the month uh, uh, when they are in Um He says um, that uh, in order that she have nice clothing, uh, that the husband, even though there, uh, there are certain times when he's not around, that she should be able to get attractive clothing. Um, 
let's see the Rashi, Loskan Rabala, be made Taraso when she's Tara, Belovesh's Begod Mishalosh. Oh, he's saying like this if she were to wear the same clothes when she was bleeding and when she was not attractive and wear the same clothes, he might, um, he might not uh, be attracted to her because that might be a turnout. The, the, they, the association. The association. So she was, you give her, she's given clothing to have more than one set of clothes. I'm Rabbi Nektin and most of the what about a widow? Widow doesn't need that. Liyorsha, that goes to the heirs. So the answer is Hasam, who the whole reason is that she shouldn't uh, become disgusting in the eyes of her husband. Over here, she's not married. We don't want her to be att- uh, attractive to... Uh, uh, it, does, it shouldn't bother us if people see her wearing the same clothes by the widow. So then we said, we give her allowance for the, uh, the small stuff. Uh, so, uh, petty cash. And then we said, he eats with her once a week. Rav Nachman says, he should eat with her at least on Shabbos. Ravashi says, Tashmish. He says it means relations. It says he eats with her Friday night. It says, and Shabbos day. So if you say it means he eats with her, that's what it means. Um, well, oh, one second, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, the question is, it uses the word um, eating. Why would it use the word eating if it referred to relations? The answer is lishna malya. It's a nice way of saying it. Exceed, where do you see the word eating refers to relations in Scripture? It says, Ochel, she eats and she wipes her mouth. Well, and she says, I didn't do nothing wrong. That verse is talking about a person who has relations and it covers it up. So you see the word eating sometimes refers to having relations. This is what I was, sorry about that. I jumped into it too fast. And this, this verse says she eats twice. She eats Friday night, and she eats on Shabbos day. So if you say eating means eating, so that makes a lot of sense. She's eating, he should eat with her Friday night and Shabbos day. Uh, but if it refers to relations, uh, would they have relations on Shabbos day? Jewish people are holy. We avoid having relations during the day. Morris says, no, Amarabba He says, well, technically, if it's dark, it's, it, it could be permitted. We said if the woman was nursing, they give her extra food. Dorish uh, So the question is, why should the husband have to give her extra um, extra allowance when she's nursing? Who said he is because she has to feed the kids? Why is that his responsibility? Didn't we say a person isn't absolutely required to feed his children? Uh, they should go out to work. The answer is, That's, Before they're eligible for work, he's got to fully take care of them. Once they're old enough that they can go to work, he can send them out to work uh, if he wants to. Ad how, how long does he have to feed them? Ad ben sheish, until six. Apparently they can go out to work after six. He can go out with his mother's Erev, because we said if she's nursing, that uh, we don't make her work so much. And we give her a bigger food allowance. My time, why do we give her a food allowance? The reason is, is because these children that she's nursing have to eat with her too. And, so, uh, and she has to have enough for the extra milk. So you see that he's obligated to feed these young children. The Morris says, 
maybe it's because uh, when she's nursing, she's more delicate and uh, she needs more to stay healthy. It should say, if she's sick, why does it mention nursing? Maybe it's coming to tell you when women are nursing, they're weaker. That a stamanika is a, is, a, is a person, either they're weaker or it's easier for them to get sick. So, uh, he said that when they're nursing, we also give, make sure to add some wine to their allowance. Because wine is good for milk. And the baby will be certainly happier if he gets some wine and he, uh, <laughs> he'll sleep better at night. What did I hear? They used to give beer to nursing women. Everybody has, they'll tell chocolate. I don't know. Everybody has their list of things that are good for the, uh, good for the milk supply. Okay, new chapter. Hadrian Lach Afopi. Yeah, uh huh. It's interesting that they quoted a Pusik in this place, a Pusik in Chumash, that Ochel is a euphemism. It happened that Yosef was in charge of everything in Josephus' house. Except the. That's a good question. Um, I, I have to think about that. My first, my very quick thought was maybe even though that's the drusha, maybe it's not the simple meaning. But then what... Uh, that's true because you can't have a mystery and a Jew eating together. That could be... Um, but, uh, but maybe no, this... I think, Rabbi Sain, you're right. No, I think Rabbi Sain, you're hmm. right because Pashat Shah is you can't have a Jew and a mystery eating together. So it could be Pashat Ki in Malachat. Mm-hmm. Yosef is an Ivri in charge of everything but Lechem. Right. And then the Russia is Ki and Malachem mm-hmm. actually. Uh-huh. But I have to look at it. But, it, you're, but you're right. That would, normally we would want to quote the Chumash before we would quote, uh, unless there was a reason. Like I said, maybe that would be the reason. Okay. New Mishnah. Uh, we continue on. Matthias Isha, a regular happy married woman. Let's get, you know, before we talk about those widows who needed the uh, husband was away. Regular woman finds something, uh, finds a 20. Well, she's got to give that to the husband. Or if she brings in wages, the husband. For Yerushta, who? And uh, he inherits her. Um, as long as she's alive, he can eat from the fruits of the dividends from her properties. Someone embarrasses her or cause her, uh, causes her a wound. And uh, when women get wounded, it's embarrassing to them uh, to have a black eye or something. Uh, that, uh, so this is saying that the husband doesn't get. That goes to her. In other words, uh, when the woman is direct, if she finds money, so that goes to the household. There's certain things that go to the household and certain things she can keep. We're saying if somebody embarrasses her or somebody degrades her that, and they're sued, they got, that goes to her. Rabbi Yudasir said, Bisman Shabbisayser, you're right. He says, if it's a hidden wound, so Shnechalachim, she gets two thirds, and Vola Echad, he gets one third. With Man Shabagoli, if it's on the open, to him he gets two thirds, Vola Echad. And basically, the husband and wife share in, the, uh, in those payments. Yunus and Miyad, he's given his right away. Shalal Yukabam Karka, what do we do with her money from these payouts? We use it to buy land, and he gets to eat the fruits. Okay. Uh, we'll see more in the Gemara. But again, if somebody injures a woman, so in addition to the injury, there's embarrassment. Um, it's, it's, um, 
But like when a person walks on crutches or when they're wearing something that everybody says, what happened to you? Or there's a certain amount of embarrassment and somebody who causes that has to make you whole. I mean, you, it's not fun to walk into shul where everybody wants to know what happened to you, you know, or the, or the, you know, or where everybody's like turns around and sees the person who's wearing the bandaid on his nose or whatever, or the. So they're, they're, if if a person is responsible for that, they're going to have to pay that as part of damages. That's the and that of the if a wife is uh, has external wounds, so then the husband's affected by that as well. So my kamashmon tanina abzoka. This mishnah seemed to be a repeat. We learn the father gets the darbik to sheba keser that uh, the father gets the, uh, the marry off the daughter, and since he pays all that money to marry off, he gets some of the wedding money. And zakim mitzias if the daughter finds things and maisi adeha and her wager for us nidurah, and he can nullify her vows makabalis gita, and if she gets divorced, he receives the divorce. Um, the enu ochab the father we said doesn't get to eat the dividends of the daughter nisus. Uh, when the, uh, a woman gets married, the husband has more rights to his wife than the father has in a daughter. We had this before. We said before that the husband has more responsibilities to the, to the daughter. He eats the fruits in her lifetime. It's so the question is, this is all repeat. What's new over here that we... And we've also begun to learn all these halachas. So what's new here? So Gemara answers, I'll tell you what's new. The fact that she gets to keep her embarrassment and the begam, because that's actually controversial. They had an argument exactly how you divide that up. Okay, we will stop here.